What is something weird that gives you anxiety? And I'm talking about something that shouldn't is what we're talking about here. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is I have a Bluetooth speaker in my garage and I had never connected to it before. And I was and I was trying to get connected to it because I was trying to clean out the garage. It was so nice yesterday. And I was like, I couldn't get connected to it. I was getting so anxious. Like, why can't I connect? Whenever I have to pair a new Bluetooth device to my phone, it gives me incredible anxiety. Are there like, were there 20 options? And you're like, I don't want to like connect to my neighbor's house. No, no, it's not even that. It's that I'm worried I'm not going to be able to. Here's what it is. I'm worried I'm not going to be able to figure out how to connect. And then I'm going to feel old and stupid. Because I can't figure out how to connect this new Bluetooth device. You feel and, like a boomer. And that stupid Volkswagen Tiguan that I have, I'm not even lying to you, it took me weeks to figure out how to connect a stupid Bluetooth to that thing. Hey, that's fair. That's it was, fair. And I was just like, am I that dumb? Smart that, cars make you feel dumb. Right. Yeah. It, it's a 2009 even. <laughs> it should have been super easy. So that's like, and then remember I was telling you yesterday at the car wash, I get such bad anxiety because I'm like, can you can you give me some space between the car behind me? They're right me? up on you. Yeah, weird they're, they're things sure like your that. Bubbles. Mine. Do you, what would you have that would make you anxious? Something weird that would make you anxious? Oh, and this happened this morning to the alarm clock. Right, just waiting for it to go off. If you wake up in the middle of the night and you, yeah. you're like, okay, do I check what time it is? Because I will, I will math down to the minute how much time I have until the alarm goes off. So Chelsea, let me ask you this: Do you do you look? Like how much how much time would you give yourself? Like say you look and it's fifteen minutes till your alarm goes off. Do you oh, get I'm up? Mad. Or do you try and get that fifteen minutes? You no, try I, and squeeze I, it. I try to squeeze it. I try to make everything it is. And then if it's like three in the morning, I'm like, Oh heck yeah, I got like an hour left of sleep. Let's yeah. go. There's there's almost no better feeling than because I my alarm goes off at three for work. There's almost no better feeling than when I think it's probably like two forty and I look and it's like one thirty. Yeah. I'm like, hell or like, yeah. Or like eleven o'clock, you're like, Oh, I got like a whole night left. Yeah. This is amazing. And then I also get really anxious when I'm ordering food. So really? I I will memorize because I I will memorize a menu all the way as I'm driving to the restaurant. So by the time I sit down, I say hi, thank you for taking our order. And then I'll just rattle off exactly what I want. I wish my wife would do that. My wife is the, can you come back around to me? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, and I hate when other this pe- is not your last meal. I hate when other people at the table can't make up their mind. And I'm like, okay, we need to get this ticket in so I yep. can get my food so I can eat in 20 minutes. Otherwise my whole day is getting thrown off. I dig you on that one. So 320-656-9453 is the phone number. Allie says driving someone else's vehicle. Oh. Kelly says, Kelly texted in something that gives her anxiety. Pruny hands. <laughs> <laughs> they soak too long. This is a judgment-free zone, though, but these are kind of funny. All right, we got one sitting on hold. What about you? Um, sending emails gives me anxiety. Which part of it? What I say. Like, typing out the email. Okay. I'll, I'll read it, like, at least six times before <laughs> I send it. And then do you, like, double and triple check who you're sending it to? Yes. And is there... Yeah. Is there too many exclamation points in this? <laughs> is there not enough exclamation points in this? Do I sound too serious? Like, I don't want to sound mean. Maybe I should put a smiley face at the end of this sentence. Oh, yeah. I put smiley faces in all my emails. Oh, that's great. Yeah, definitely. I can see that. Sending an email can be anxiety-inducing. All right, so 320-656-9453. What is a weird thing that gives you anxiety? Just it shouldn't give you anxiety, but it does. I was talking about connecting to a Bluetooth speaker. You were saying ordering at a restaurant. Ooh. Brian Riley, do you have one? Yeah, time being on time. Like okay. if I'm not on time, I freak out. Yeah. Like this morning, I thought my alarm was set for six. Right. Was not set at all. <laughs> so I woke up and I was like, Well, I guess we gotta get to work because I don't want to be late. Yeah. Just threw stuff on, 
busted my shin on my bed trying to walk. You know, it's been a good morning, but right. that gives me anxiety. I didn't even know you had a set time to be here, so I didn't know that you could. <laughs> I didn't know you could be late. Look, look, you told me to get come in the morning. I figured I'll, I'll just show up and figure something out. You were here, here in the AM. You were here in plenty of time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought I was late. My, I wish that my wife had a little bit of that because my wife does not care about being on time, even oh. one, not even one percent. And I'm like, and then if I say to her like, "Hey, we were supposed to be there," you know, we we're supposed to be there right now, and you're still doing eyeliner. Yeah. Stop directing. She'll be like, "Stop pressuring me." Doing eyeliner. You just had Chelsea jump and almost hit her head on the TV. <laughs> Stop pressuring me. I'm like, pressuring you. How is wanting to be on time pressure? Didn't I tell you, Kelly? I do the same thing. If you want me somewhere, you got to tell me. All right, I want you there at four thirty, yeah. and I was like, "All right, great." And I still show up at like five. Right, the first day, you were like, "What time should I be in?" I was like, "You know, five forty-five would be good." You can get. She's like, well, then tell me to be there at 530. Yep. And like, mean it. Yeah. Like, mean it. Otherwise, I'll walk around. You were late today, Chelsea. I'll then. keep pushing it. You were late, I Two guess. Two minutes. So that was good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what is a weird thing that gives you anxiety? We got a lot. Man, we got a lot of texts. Do we have- yeah, let's hit a few of these texts real quick. We got oh some Oh, my time. gosh. Uh, my dog's pacing. If the dog oh, is pacing, yeah. those click, click, clicks. Well, I, you know what? When my dog paces, I always feel like they're seeing something I don't. Oh, when they bark in the morning. And then this one, I actually have the same fear. Sharks in lakes. I know that. What? I know the huh? technique. I know, Mister Fisherman. I know yeah. that they're not there. But I, I, I think it's like you Chelsea, watch Jaws. Like there's that there's wasn't a lake that. though. That was the ocean. I know. I know. But in your head, mm-hmm. you're like it could come down from mm, the Atlantic. Boy, I don't know. Yeah, yeah no, it can't through but, the Hudson. Mm-mm. It could. Uh, hey. How about this one? Joe texting in watching Vikings games. The one <laughs> no. time I, the one time I envy Kelly for not being a sports guy. <laughs> Just always think they're going to lose less anxiety. Yeah, you know what's funny? When I do watch games, though, I do get super emotionally invested in the game. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I can't watch this. Anyway, all right. So we'll get. To, you know what? We'll get to some more of these texts in a minute here because we got to get into commercials in a second. We got people sitting on hold. What gives you anxiety? That's weird. Chicken. Which okay. Like the food. Just the animal itself. The animal. Okay, and why do chickens give you anxiety? Okay, so when I was little, I was attacked by a chicken. That would do it. Mm-hmm. And we used to butcher chickens, and if you've ever butchered chickens, you know that they flop around the yard and chase you, and they can't see you. Like running around with a chicken and, with your head cut off? Uh, literally, it's that's a real what thing. they do. They flop around the yard, yes, with the bloody stuff. It's Yikes. terrible. My girlfriend grew up on a farm, oh. and her enjoyment would be to do that to chickens and watch them run around because she thought it was funny. Good God. That's racing downhill. Hello, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> That's why I don't talk back. It's terrible. Yeah. I can so see why that would give you ball. anxiety. So if you see a frozen chicken in the supermarket, does that do you just does your heart start racing? Nope, I'm fine there, but my mom used to order chickens a couple years ago and she had me hold a baby one. Yeah. And I started instantly shaking. Now this Jeez. thing was helpless, okay? I started shaking. I wanted to throw up. It was instant headache, and I just and I, I freaked out. Wow! You, so that's like chicken. that's legit anxiety. Legit anxiety. I can't. Dang. I can't do it. I think that's trauma. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Well, that's de- that's that's definitely a weird thing to get anxiety from. We appreciate the call. Yeah. Have a good Thanks. one, Kelly Jordan. Hello. What's up? I would like to tell you that my husband gets the worst anxiety. When ordering in the drive-thru. Okay. And I feel and so what, bad. What causes him to panic? I, I, I have no idea. He just he doesn't know what everybody wants. He is freaked out, and I just laugh. And I hate it. So that I end up yelling everybody's order Across over the driver's him. seat. 
<laughs> to tell them what everybody wants because he can't do it. Like, he shuts down. It's ridiculous. That's what we have to do at Starbucks when we go there. Because my wife is like, get a half Grante, no class. I'm like, no, no. Just just Grante. yell. I don't know. Just yell the order across me. I don't. But if we're pulling up to a drive-thru and everyone's having, like, a side conversation and hasn't told me what they want. Too much. I'm absolutely like, all right, shut up. What does everybody want? And there's always that one kid who just kind of lags. Like, yeah. they don't know what they want. You got oh, 90 I don't know. I don't know. Then you get nothing. <laughs> I'm going to make you a bologna sandwich at the house. Cheeseburger for you, that's it. Oh, man, I, that's definitely a good one there. That's definitely yeah. a good one. I appreciate the call. Thanks, Mike. All right, we still got a bunch of texts coming in and phone calls sitting here. We'll keep doing this. What is something that shouldn't give you anxiety but totally does? It's more calls and texts next. Kelly Jordan. So we were talking earlier about weird things that give you anxiety. Mine was trying to connect a Bluetooth speaker. Mm. Chelsea, yours was ordering at a restaurant and yeah. your alarm clock in the morning. 100%. And Brian Riley, yours was just being on time. Yeah. Chelsea, I know we got some good texts coming in. Oh, these are so good. One. And they're so funny, too, because you don't think about it until you see somebody else say it. You're like, oh, my God, that does give me anxiety. So here we go. Monica, going to restaurants I've never been to before and figuring out if you seat yourself or wait to be seated. Because <laughs> you don't want to make the wrong move. They'll yell at you. Also yeah. being unfamiliar with the menu or the flow of yeah. the restaurant. Now, ask, do you ever answer the question honestly when they're like, have you ever been here before? Because if you say no, then you're in for like this long history they, of the restaurant. They give you the tour of the menu. Like, But I, <laughs> I've, I've been to a restaurant before. I understand the concept of sitting down and ordering food. Yeah. I say yeah. yes every time. Yeah, I so don't do care I. if I've never been there and it's some. There's like some magical thing that happens. I've been here. I'll figure yeah. it out. We'll get it, we'll get it worked out. It's a menu in a kitchen. I yeah. totally get it. <laughs> Just give me the food. I'll eat it. We'll get it. We'll get it squared away. Do you bring the food to the table? Got it. <laughs> Taylor says, even though you know you're not doing anything wrong, but a cop is following you. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. Or when you're driving side by side on um, with the, yeah. on the interstate. Because you want to look as unsuspicious as possible. Yeah. You got your hands at 10 and 2. Like, oh, can I go 71? Is he going to pull me over? I've always yeah. wondered, I've always wondered, like, if you pass, say you pass by a cop and you're going three miles an hour more than they are. Yeah. Like, does that raise suspicion? Or, or do they want you to do that? Because then that lowers suspicion. I've been pulled over doing that. Have you really? Oh, yeah. I was driving and the cop was going under the speed limit. So I went around him, pulled me over, and he goes, you know why I pulled you over? I was like, no idea. Technically, you can pass as long as you're not going over the speed limit. Yeah, well, I was. And then he goes, well, you are going over the speed limit. I go, well, you are going under the speed limit. He didn't like that retort. You're like, you didn't get tased. Yeah, Uh, he didn't like that. Kim says roundabouts. Okay, I I get it. It can. I totally get it. I've seen people go straight through them. Yeah. Just and jump right over the center. Yeah. Just, Mandy, I, I look both ways at a roundabout, too, because I don't trust nobody. You should, yeah, yeah, as you should with humans. Mandy, my 10 brothers and sisters group texting. Oh, yeah. Every day. Uh, Teresa doesn't like driving in the cities. <laughs> I love this one. I, we don't have a name on this one. Leaving a store without buying anything. You know how many times <gasps> I've bought something just because I'm like, oh, man, I look, I just look bad. It feels bad. illegal. Oh, my gosh. That's such a good one. You think you're going to get stopped? Yeah. Uh, how about this? What was that? A final destination, right? Yeah. Uh, what? It's a new texter. Driving next to a semi that has trees on them. Yep. Any any load on a semi that looks like it may come off at the any time. The cars that are on the back that yeah. are held up by oh. one chain. Oh. Or, or if they got like a big front end loader on yeah. there and the, and the wheels are hanging off the side. Or they're facing you. Oh, yeah. The semi that's facing you, like, is that thing strapped in? I like Lindsay's. When Kelly calls grande, grante. <laughs> Listen, I don't know my Starbucks, all right? 
That's why my wife has to he order. Don't, he don't speak no Starbucks. All right. We got someone sitting on hold here. Crazy or weird things that make you anxious. And this one. Hello. 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 You know, it's it's funny because that's why you couldn't hear me just now because I was near my earbuds where they're plugged in. Oh, yeah. And so I have to go to my phone quickly, go to the setting, switch it to phone and then connect you. And so, that gives you yes, odd anxiety? That gives me anxiety. That's like what I was saying. I get anxiety trying to connect a new Bluetooth speaker. Oh, yeah. And that's the same thing that that happens, too, with the earbuds. You get to the gym and you're sitting there for 10 minutes trying to figure out why isn't it connecting? Why is the sound coming out of my phone and not the earbuds? Now, is it only Bluetooth that gives you uh, anxiety with electronics or are there other things that give you anxiety? I'll tell you another one that gives me anxiety. When I accidentally, like, change my computer screen, like I hit a button and things change and I can't get it back to go back to the way it was. No, and how is that that it, you can do it that quickly by just brushing a finger against something, but to change it back, you have to, like, find a tutorial to right. change the, back. There's a program that we use to edit audio. It's called Adobe Audition, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of, there's just a ton of clicking when you're using it. And, Chelsea, you know this. If yes. you click on the wrong thing and you close it, I'm like, damn it, how do I get that back? Did I lose everything? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, why is there no but, clock but, on the screen anymore? Right. And but why is it so easy to inadvertently change it? <laughs> right. But to change and then you it wonder, back, it's not. You're like, what was that shortcut? Right. What right. was that? And then this is this. Yes. I wish it would. Right. I wish it would always ask you, are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> like no matter what it was, like you want to close the internet. Are you sure? Are you absolutely? You want sure? to close the internet right now? No, it only asks you those questions when you're in a hurry and it's really annoying. And you're like, yeah, 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 I'm sure. Let's do it. And then the screen goes black and you're like, wait a minute. Oh, my No, I'm not sure. Wait, I wasn't sure. (laughs) What was that question? Yeah. Wait, go back. I'm getting anxious now just talking about this. (laughs) Yeah, heart rate's going up a little. Can can I just say technology in general? Yes. (laughs) 100. Yas, queen. We got to move on to something else now. It's the Kelly Jordan Show. We are in here with Chelsea this morning. And Chelsea, are you a millennial? I'm an elder millennial. Oh, so a little more distinguished <laughs> yeah. than the than the lower statesman yeah, of millennial. Yeah, you know, like I have uh, sharper critical thinking skills. I know my history. Which like is funny music. that it's funny that people still kind of dunk on millennials. Because millennials are like getting into their late 30s now. It's like they're not. Whoa, whoa. Pump the brakes. Well, are uh, you past 35? Pump the brakes. I know you're not supposed to ask a lady yeah. your age, but look, if we're going to be honest with each other and work with each other every day, yeah. I got to know how much older than you I am. <laughs> so I know how much wise, just so I know how much wiser than you I am. It just still, it, it, it smacks when people are like, oh, when did you graduate? And I was like, oh, that was like 10 years. Oh, yeah. No, it was longer than 10 years ago. It's tough. I Trust me, I've been there. I'll help you through it, though. But Thanks, this is, Kelly. I actually find this super cool. And I want to get your take on this because okay. we finally have a millennial in the room. Millennials are saying, and this is trending on TikTok now, that they're doing now what they call grandma and grandpa hobbies. So check this out. (laughs) This is actually really cool, in in my opinion. It may may seem lame to other people, but they call them grandma and grandpa hobbies, but because of everything is getting so expensive, now going out is expensive. Oh, truth. Dinner is expensive. Drinks are expensive. Everything's expensive. They're starting to find to do more things at home, like canning, gardening, composting, Mm. and baking. Oh, God. I, I hit three out of the four. Which three? I don't do canning because I'm so afraid that it's going to explode. Shatter, yeah. The my, pressure cooker. My dad used to do, he used to make his own pickles. 
And oh, that's I love that. Oh, and they were they were delicious. Yeah. I st- the funny thing is I still have one jar, but he passed away seven years ago. Something and maybe keep I should no keep like, it. Yeah, but I was like maybe I shouldn't eat. These. If he did it right, it should last for the next fifty years. Could be. Me one time, me and my dad had this idea. Well, I had this idea. I was like, Dad, we should do bacon flavored pickles. And, and people would be like, yum, it's like what? a bacon cheeseburger without the calories of the bacon. What? Like, it what? was the grossest thing you've ever seen. It was like bacon bits no. floating around inside of a pickle jar. And I think I still have one somewhere. I mean. It's pretty nasty. The idea was solid. You could do some like pickled pig's feet in there. Yeah. That would last. I- I'm going to pass on that. But I like this idea that people are like, let's get back to the old school. And learn how to do some things for ourselves. You know, I think it's good. I think these are practical life skills. They give you joy. Gardening is very good for your soul. And I do love pickled herring and pickled northern. Do you really? My oh, wife yeah. loves pickled herring. Oh, yeah. I'll eat the ever-loving heck out of that. Like, that, is such a, that is such a Midwestern thing. Well, you get the Y bones out of the, the northern, you know, and then you just throw it right there, and then all of a sudden Ugh. you eat it. Oh, so good. How long does it need to sit in the pickling juice for it to be pickled? I don't know. Ugh. Like... I don't wait much. When, like during a week? The, during the holidays, my wife and my cousin will eat pickled herring. And my wife is full-blooded Mexican from Texas. <laughs> I love that. And I'm like, you need to you need to tell your family what you've done. It's so good. Does she put it on the saltines? I, I don't know. I, I can't look at her. I can't look at her when she eats it. I'm so you, repulsed. You're just like not about that life. Yeah, I'm like... Okay, and I'm bacon born in, pickles. I was born and raised in Minnesota. And lutefisk, uh, pickled herring, Ooh. it's all... Because lutefisk is like gelatinous fish, isn't it? I just tried it for the first time a few weeks ago. What? How was it? Um, like, be honest, how was it? It was jellyfish. Okay. It was, I, I, I'm a one and done. Are you supposed to spread it on a cracker? Oh, or God, what are you supposed no. to oh, do please with don't it? Even, no, um, no. It was funny because I was in there with a bunch of Norwegians and Germans. And they're like the well, best. Well, where is there? You were in there. Uh, it was at the Bowling Barn and Grill. Up oh. in Osakis, right? Right okay. up the lake. And so I'm with all these these people, and they're, they're loving this, right? They serve it up one time a year in this restaurant, and they're like, the best way to eat it is combine it with everything else on your plate. So you don't taste it. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it's the texture. Yeah. Ooh, it, it's je- like fish should not be jelly. Right. But back to like old school things, like I like doing um, card games. Those and are like fun. Dominoes, like busting out an old board game, is so fun. Yes, it, it, we 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 just, my son got uh, Fortnite Monopoly the other day. Whoa! And so we played Whoa. that, and I was like, "This is so fun! Like we don't do this enough." No, those tangible games. So yeah, I'm, I'm all about that. So I love to see. I love to see that millennials are doing gardening and canning and all that. That's neat. To Gardening's me. great. Knitting, I can't. But my wife knits. My daughter, 14 years old, knits. I, I made a Crochets. Knot. I don't know what the difference I is. I made a knot the size of a softball. It that, was supposed to be a scarf. Good for you. My wife has been working on a blanket for, I'm not even playing with you, 16 years. Since like when How I- How big is that blanket? It's about the size of a napkin still. <laughs> Oh, no. I call it. I call that blanket the struggle. The funny thing is she started- struggle snuggle. She started it when we were dating- and I was like, I, I don't know why she started it. Yeah. And she's, and we were living in an apartment at the time. Okay. This is back in Austin, Texas. Okay. And that blanket gets busted out about once every three years. She'll do a few lines on it. And now she's had it for so long, she can't even find the same yarn. Oh, of course As not. when she started. You just got to keep, that should be the joke. You should just keep adding. I'm like, just just be done with it. That's right? hilarious. Just, just stop. I have friends who knit. The dream is over. I have friends in college who are knitting. I'm like, we're too young for this. We can't no, be clubbing and no. then making a scarf. It's good for your hands. It's good for it keeps is you it? from getting arthritis, I think. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> Kelly Jordan. It's now time for a round of Win the Interns Lunch. We have Megan on the phone right now. Megan's going to play with us this morning. What are you up to today? Oh, just bringing my dog to his little doggy daycare. Oh, okay. Do you do that every single day? 
No, no, just oh. like two times a week. Okay, I was like, oh my gosh, you bring your dog to daycare every day? <laughs> does he or she like doggy daycare? Mine hate it. Oh yeah, mine does. He loves it. He loves it? Guys little friends. Yeah. Well, Megan, are you ready to see if you can win Brian Riley's lunch today? Yeah, I'll give it a go. So how this works is I recorded Brian Riley's responses already to these questions. I'm going to give him three hints, and he has to tell me which one of Taylor Swift's past boyfriends it is, okay? Okay. All right, here is the first one. Why Georgia, Neon, and Great Indoors? Will he be able to guess who Taylor Swift's boyfriend was off of those three cli- uh, those three hints? Uh, I'm going to go no. You don't think so? Let's see what Brian Riley said. All right, Brian Riley, here is your first three hints. Tell me which one of Taylor Swift's boyfriends this was. Oh, boy. Why Georgia, Neon, Great Indoors. Are those like, are those like song title? What am I guessing here? I, that's that, Those are your hints. Uh, okay. She wasn't me. She didn't date. So the great John Candy? I don't know. John Candy? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Taylor. Take it easy. Take, who, Taylor? What Rest are, in peace. Why Georgia? Why? Don't know what I said neon and great indoors are all John Mayer songs. See, sir. I was close. <laughs> I was close. You got the John part right, but yep. the Mayer part he did not get. Did you guess he? You guess he wouldn't know it, right? Yep. Oh man, you're on a hot streak this morning now. <laughs> All right, so you just got to get one more and you win. I asked Brian Riley. I gave him these three hints. 17 again. We are your friends. Oh, shoot. What's the other one I did? I, I don't know. I gave him three hints and and let you know. It was all Zach Efron hints. Well, he know that okay, one. I'm going to go with no. You no. don't think so? No. All right, let's see. All right, Brian, your next three hints. Oh, God. 17 again. We are your friends. High School Musical 3. Mm. Did she date Zach Efron? <gasps> Dang! Very good. Yeah, she did date she, Zach Efron. She did? Yeah. You're kidding. Nice. You fell backwards into that one. I have no idea how I pulled that one out of my she butt. She never wrote a song about it, which is why you probably didn't know. Uh, uh, yeah, Big that's fan. exactly Big why. Fan. Man. Sometimes you got to have faith Dang. in the kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Megan. Well, you got to get this last one, okay? Otherwise, I, okay. I'm taking his lunch away from you. Okay. The last three clues I gave him were Nightcrawler, Prisoners, and she wrote the song all too well about this guy. Will he get that one? Uh, I'm going to go no. You don't think so, huh? Uh, I'm going to stick with no. All right. Let's see for all the marbles. All right, Brian Riley, last one. Let's see if you can get it. Oh, God. (laughs) Nightcrawler, Prisoners, and she wrote the song all too well about this guy. Good song. Nightcrawler. It's a 10-minute song. Say it again. Nightcrawler, Prisoners, and she wrote the song all too well about him. (sighs) Okay, I'm going to take a stab at it only because I only know one of those. Okay. And it would be Nightcrawler. Okay. And I Jake Gyllenhaal is the lead actor in that one. So I'm just going to say Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't know I don't Brian know what the Riley. other two are. What? Brian Riley. First of all, stop being so angry cuz you got it right. <laughs> she dated Jake Gyllenhaal? She, she dated did. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, she really needs some help dating. She's dating sure. everybody. The song about him. The song All Too Well chokes me up. It's so good. Oh, I put it on so repeat. good. What? <laughs> <laughs> Megan, see, you had to have faith in. Now, Megan, do you know do. do you know the song all too well? 
No. Oh, you don't? Oh, with the scarf no. in the drawer. You know, here's the, to, here's the thing I'll, about All Too Well. I love the song until I realized that she only dated Jake Gyllenhaal for six months. And then she wrote this 10-minute over-emotional song. I'm like, it was six months. He stood her up on her 21st birthday. I know, birthday. and that was tough. That was tough. But, man, Megan, I'm sorry. I, I hope you Dang, learned a valuable lesson here today. <laughs> Silent but deadly. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. Not like that. Not like that. Get your minds out of the gutter. (laughs) I am talking, of course, Chelsea and Brian Riley, about the owl. Did you guys know that the owl flies so silently that they've tried to record the sounds of it flying and they can't? With high-tech microphones and everything else, and they say that's why they are just such an amazing predator, because you don't even know one is flying at you until it's got you. I just thought it was because they're like night owls. They're just night animals. Well, no, they they say that the bigger, usually the bigger the bird, the more turbulence it creates when it's flying. Like an eagle makes a ton of noise when it's flying, but they're so fast and so precise that like you can't outrun an owl. Well, yeah, no, this is crazy. So I was sitting up in a deer stand, right? And it was all snowy and stuff, snow, snow-covered snow branches, mm-hmm. sitting there forever. Deer wasn't coming. And then out of the corner of my eye, this snowy owl had been sitting next to me for yeah. an hour, flew through all the branches, snatched up a mouse, didn't disturb a single snowflake. That's and amazing. Went, Isn't that nuts. incredible? I only heard the mouse scream. That was it. You, so you heard like the little squeak. Yeah, so I was terrified. So it got done. And then it just sat and it stared at me. The owl did. With a mouse tail just hanging out of its mouth, still flying around. Eat the whole thing, and then I was done. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm done for the day. That's amazing. They're incredible. I, but that's cool to think because okay, we've all probably seen a mouse slightest, the slightest sound, and they're just jumping all over and flipping all crazy. Oh, how spazzes. How quiet do you have to be to fly down, swoop up, and pick up a mouse? Beautiful. I mean, you got to be pretty quiet. I would assume. Pretty quiet. I would assume. I think that that's amazing. I didn't know that owls were so quiet. A lot of people have obsessions with owls, too. Like, a lot of people... My sister-in-law yeah. loves owls. But she just likes owl things. Well, that's what why. I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I, I had a I had a friend when I was growing up. My best friend growing up, his mom was obsessed with owls. There was owl figurines, photos, pictures, everything they're all around incredible. the house. And they're not all the same. Some are, like, as smaller than a coffee cup. Full grown. Right. And some are, like, humongous. How amazing. What a crazy, what a crazy, uh, just animal that is. And I read that and I found it interesting. Silent. I just thought they deadly. had big eyes. What's that? I just thought they had big eyes. <laughs> well, they do because they're night, they're like night prowlers or whatever you call it. <laughs> Jacked up on night, coffee the whole time. Night, a night prowler. The night prowler. <laughs> they're, they're watching you. But they, so they got to let a lot of light in. So I, that's incredible. That's just absolutely incredible. And the fact that you saw one pick up a mouse is so neat. Yeah. Didn't disturb a single branch. Is, at Chelsea, all. is Chelsea the only one on the show who's ever been sitting in a deer stand? Do you ever go deer hunting, Brian? No, I, I don't have the attention span for it. Okay. <laughs> you not would. Even, I've tried. You would now. For the first nope. time ever, this show has someone on it who's been deer hunting. That's there awesome. Go. There you go. Yeah, no, I've been. I just I, I left after like an hour. My dad never even offered to take me. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like you would be loud and you would bring, you would sing. I'd have a country quick mix going. Yeah, you'd be like, damn, <laughs> The deer's behind you just jamming out. <laughs> my dad, though, my dad had a deer stand that looked like a stage that Motley Crue had performed on. Like, it was just this gigantic, Yikes. huge deer stand with a wood-burning stove. He was out there for the... With a wood-burning stove? He was out there for the beer. I he thought was, you were going to say it was because it was just covered in beer. That's why it looked like no. Motley Crue. Oh, man. That was a part of it. But either way, if an owl's coming at you, you ain't going to know it till it's too late. And I found that to be incredibly interesting. And that's why I do this whole segment. 
And I found that it was interesting. Chelsea saw one pick up a mouse. This was, a, this was all interesting today. If you didn't like it, I don't care, though. See, that's the amazing thing about this segment is because I'm going to have another one for you tomorrow, and it may be less interesting, and I'll still look you right in the face and say that sometimes, well, <laughs> maybe it doesn't make Small Town Salute. Want to say good morning to everybody listening in Greenbush, Minnesota, population 719. And the city wants you to know that due to the lack of snow, they've decided to sweep the streets tomorrow at 4 a.m., so please make sure your cars are off the road. They're definitely keeping all 1.5 square miles of Greenbush clean, and that's why Greenbush, Minnesota, you get today's small town salute. That was your small town salute with Kelly Jordan. It's time for happy hour. Focusing on the good news. I got great news for you. Now, this is about a bus driver in Florida, and she was taking kids home the other day, and she noticed a disturbance in the back of the bus. Oh. She noticed some kids having a little dust up in the back of the bus, so she pulls the bus over and thinks, oh, great, now i got to deal with these morons again. (laughs) So she walks to the back of the bus. I would imagine that bus drivers get pretty fed up. It gets stressful. My kids always tell me, like, Dad, there's no way you could be a bus driver. You're "You're right. I I would not have the patience. You'd pull over and you'd never go. I I would just get out and leave and be done. Well, thank goodness... That Marilyn Lopez is not like that. She cares about these kids on the bus. So she goes to the back to find out what the heck's going on, busts up the little dust up that's happening in the back of the bus, and turns around and notices a young man who does not look right. He doesn't look right because his face is turning blue. Oh my gosh. He was choking on a bottle cap. This is so I was I went on Whoa. a uh, I went on a trip with um like my son and some of the teachers from his school it was like a camping trip right yeah. and my one of the teachers was saying one of the scariest moments of her teaching career is when a kid was you know squeezing water into his mouth with mm. the bottle cap closed and the cap went into his mouth terrifying yeah yeah well that's what Marilyn Lopez had realized had happened to this kid oh my gosh. so what did she do she instantly starts giving the kid the Heimlich maneuver but because a bottle cap is rough it doesn't just instantly shoot out of his mouth well right and he's turning blue. Right. And she said he started to turn a very alarming shade of purple. And she thought, oh, my God. She said at the time she couldn't even process the gravity of the situation. She just knew that she had to get this out of him. So she was like, I probably was actually hurting him. I was giving him the Heimlich maneuver so hard. But she was able to dislodge the bottle cap. It came flying out of his mouth. And he's doing just fine today. Oh, my God. The crazy part about that is had them other kids not been fighting, she would not have been in the back of the bus and wouldn't have seen the kid who was choking. And Lord knows the seconds time was of the essence with right. this story. It could take just a few minutes. But she was there, and that's what I'm telling you, Chelsea. I don't know. Sometimes it feels like there might be bigger things at work. I don't oh. know. Stories like this kind of put it right in front of your face. That's so awesome. Unbelievable, man. Thank goodness for that. And thank goodness for bus drivers who actually care. I'm telling you, that's going to be one of the hardest jobs there is a in the world. A thankless job. And you said that. You said that. Well, that's why we do these stories, though. Don't you get it? Every single day, we have to shine a light on the good things that are happening in the world. Otherwise, you won't think there are any. But it's all thanks to Audio Video Extremes. We do this every single day. It's called Happy Hour. Chelsea, we were just talking about uh, this bus driver who saved someone's life. Yes. And someone's on the phone right now who is a bus driver in the area and wants to say hello. Good morning, Kelly. What's happening? Hey, you're talking about the thankless job of being a bus driver. Yes, I am. I do it as a part-time gig. Okay. And there is a community in, in this area. And... I had the ever-living you-know-what scared out of me, Um, not this past fall, but the fall before. What happened? Ninth ninth grade football team asked to stop at a McDonald's on the way home. 
Not a problem. Let's do it. They're hungry. I get how small their lunches are. The kids put all the garbage in a in a, in a plastic bag, whatever. Pass it forward. I'll get. I'll take care of it. We get back to the high school. I walk this bag of garbage over to the dumpster, and I turn around and and like I said, I had it scared out of me. Yeah. There's about ten or twelve of the football boys. Thanks for driving the bus, because I know if you if you weren't driving, we we wouldn't get to play football. Oh wow! So the kids today in this particular community that I drive for, and I'm I'm not going to mention it. Right. They understand because they've been told and taught by their parents and their coaches. That's fantastic. Other, other communities in this area, it doesn't happen that way because. The bus drivers talk when we get to active activities and stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. I'm so glad you called in to share that story. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, man. See, Chelsea? So sweet. Got a lot of good people out there listening. Aww.